Hi, and thank you for listening to the Playing at Parenting podcast with B. Carried. Today's podcast is a lovely one, talking all about body autonomy, um, infant massage, respect, um, but we do take it further than infants, and we talk about massaging older children um, and how that that affects our relationships and our connections as a family together. I really enjoy talking to Helen and I hope you do too. If you enjoy the podcast, don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and if you could give us a rating where you listen, that would be fab too. Check out the show notes for information all about Helen but also for information about how you can work with me um, and how you can stay in touch with me. I love hearing from our listeners so please do get in touch. Thanks. I'd like to welcome you, Helen, to our lovely podcast. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into working with parents and um, what what you do on a day-to-day basis, please. Yeah, well, first of all, I'd like to say thank you for having me on this podcast. It's always um, nice to be on other people's podcasts other than my own. So thank you for that. Um, what got me into helping with parents, uh, in 1986, 1988, I went and studied and did um, a childcare diploma in the UK, which I loved. But during, um, during my career, parents used to come to me and say, my baby's got colic, my baby's crying, help, or my baby's got constipation. And I mean, I knew from a childcare background, there was stuff I could do, but I also knew there would be more that I could do to help. So I went and did a baby massage course and realized how beneficial it was for parents who needed technique tips like that. But there are so many other tips, but that's sort of what really got me into helping parents mainly as a child care educator but more recently as a baby massage instructor what do you find the most rewarding thing about working with with families i i just love being able to help i just love being able to help mums and dads bond and connect with their children and give them the opportunities to learn how they can bond and connect with their children most importantly but also to help them build their confidence, because I, I, I believe a lot of, especially since um, we've all been in lockdown, um, I like to be able to support parents to be able to build that confidence and build that connection with their families again. Because I think in some ways, sadly, with COVID, we've, we've lost a lot of that connection. And it's nice to be able to support parents to build that confidence and build that connection and build that bonding with their kids and with each other. Yeah, that's really important as well, isn't it? It's the whole family, isn't it? And one of the things I've always loved about baby massage is it's not exclusionary. Um, no. So the whole family can get involved. And even if you've got young, if you've got older children, um, they can get involved a little bit as yeah, well. Exactly. So, and it's a, a great way of helping them to understand how they can touch their siblings. Mm-hmm. And, and I, well, that's one of the things I really love. So what would you say is the most important thing if a, if a um, family are considering learning how to do baby massage, what would you say the first thing they should do is? Gosh, that's a, that's a very, very interesting question because I think there's probably quite a lot. But I think it's, it's um, respecting your baby, I would say, 
if you're te- if you want to teach baby massage, I think it's important not to just go in there like a bull in a china shop and say to your baby, right, I'm going to massage you, giving them the respect and asking their permission, asking the baby's permission if it's okay to massage them, because that way you're building that respect with your baby and you're encouraging your baby to say, you know, you're teaching your baby to say no if they don't want to be massaged. And I think that respect is really important. And the other one is just to be aware that touch is perfectly touch is perfectly fine as long as it's done sort of openly and honestly and respecting the baby. If they don't want to be touched, well, you know, let it go and do it another time. But I think that communication and asking your baby's permission is is the key to massage. I think it's so important, isn't it? It's one of the, it feels really strange. Um, and the way I, because I talk about autonomy quite a lot. And um, some of my listeners have probably heard me talk about it in this these terms before. But mm-hmm. if you if you want an older child to be able to feel that autonomy, it can be quite hard to start giving that at a later stage. If you've given that autonomy yes. and if you've given that permissions and they, they, there's that understanding when they're a baby, it just naturally flows through as they get older, doesn't it? So it's not... Yeah, absolutely. It's not, a, it, it's, it's not this shock to the system when they're like seven or eight and you start giving them autonomy they don't suddenly go, oh, 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 what's this? And also you don't yes, start, yes. you don't feel as bad because you've done it from day one. So mm, I think body mm. autonomy is something that's really hard for parents to grasp because it feels so alien to us. Yes. Um, so no, it does. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's a very valid point, actually, I think starting at an early age because we're giving them that yeah we're giving that that autonomy at, at an early age which I think is so valuable because it yeah as you say when they're seven and you you offer they're looking at you thinking what's that what does that mean yeah how do you suggest parents access baby massage so it's it's all well and good saying you know like anybody can do it which is completely true but how what what do you think the best ways for people to access baby massage are? I think I think to be have somebody who's qualified in baby massage and, and can give you extra tips of how to do something. For instance, you know, there are certain things when you're massaging the tummy that you need to know which direction to go in. And I think it's important to be taught by somebody who knows what they're doing um and also you know it's been a it, the indian it, indian people have done it you know in india they do it they've been doing it regularly i mean they the grandmas do it and the, they've passed it down to generations so it's not it's not something that's new but i just think that you know it's just important to do that kind of thing does that make sense to you yes um i mean i think um there isn't all there isn't an age to stop either is there? no there absolutely is not no Benjamin's I mean nearly six and I still massage him regularly yes but it's I, I I'd like to, you know when I said to you at the beginning it's the, the respect thing I mean 
if he if he doesn't want to be massaged when he's six he's more able more capable of saying no mum I don't want to do a massage today I want to go and run out in the garden or I want to go and kick my football or I or I want to jump in a swimming pool or whatever whatever mm-hmm. he wants to do he's old enough to be able to say that but going back to the autonomy what you said before with a baby you've got to teach him that autonomy and that's where I think knowing how to knowing how to ask their permission. You were asking, you know, what what I'd expect of you know with, with massage. I mean, that's part of it. You have to sort of go to somebody who knows what they're doing so that they can teach you how to ask permission, teach you which ways to massage or not to massage in, in any particular way, and teach you tips about why why it's important in different areas and how it can help in different areas. Because anybody can massage a baby, as you quite rightly said, which is true. But if they don't know which areas they're massing, massing, sorry, massaging for a particular area, well, then, you know, it's it's still going to be beneficial. But if if a baby's teasing, they might think, oh, well, where can I, how can I help my baby if they're teasing? Or how can I help my baby if they've got constipation? Yes, I can give them a massage, but where do I start? Where do I go to? Yes. Yeah, and it's that that's where do where I start point, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Is so, so obviously you're in Australia, aren't you? But yes, that's right. Um, but you've also worked within the UK. And um, yes, is, I have, yeah. In either of those countries, is baby massage a regulated industry or is it just more of a um, self-regulated? want for that to work. that's a very that's a good question i i would like to say it's a regulated industry but i think in some respects it's it's not regulated completely because a lot of people put things up on the internet and say right this is how you massage your baby which is, i'm not saying they're doing the wrong thing at all that they, they're not but it's not i'm not you know i'm not sure how qualified they actually are to do it and it's I think I think it would be a great idea to be regulated and I can't I, I can't state if it is completely regulated in in, a, in the UK because I don't know but I did I did do it I did retrain recently with a company in the UK and they they're very regulated they make sure that everything's done by the book everything is covered by insurance and if you train with them you get insurance you know insurance with the UK and the same with the company I did in Australia as well if you train and you do it in the right way well then yes I guess it's regulated but that's a very tricky question because I I can't state categorically if it is regulated or not I mean it's not like a massage therapist who if you go to a massage therapist I guess is that regulated? I mean, yes, to some extent it is, but yeah, it's it's a tricky it's a tricky one. It's a it's a fine I line. Say, I, think. I think it's it's a bit like so. I'm I'm a trained uh, baby carrying sling consultant, and that's a very much self regulated pretty much everywhere in the world. Um, but one of the best ways to kind of assess whether or not that person has valid qualifications is, like you say, it's insurance. Because in the the companies that insure won't insure unless you've got a valid certification. Yes, so absolutely. If, so, so generally, my advice for people who are seeking sling advice is 
if you are unsure if that person, that company that they've trained with is valid, ask to see their insurance. Because if they haven't yes. got insurance, they shouldn't. Or really their diploma anyway. or, or yeah. a diploma of some yeah. sort. I mean, because I, te- I do a lot of things online, so I, I don't, you know, it, it's I don't always have the insurance at hand. So, but I have got a diploma. And if anybody asked me to see that, I could actually produce that. And yeah. they could they could follow it up with, with the company I trained with in the UK, which is called, by the way, To Baby and Beyond, which is a very good company. They do a lot of different things as well. They do baby yoga, um, baby t- tummy tummy massage. I think they're also starting to do reflexology. And she's, she's loved, um, it's, you know, they're very 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 organized and they make sure that their staff you know the people they train are, are fully qualified so where is 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 that the kind of the best way for people to find out more about baby massage to find companies like that that are kind of a national umbrella or a international umbrella who then train and then they would find that from there they would find the individuals or are they better looking for somebody local obviously currently we're in the um, different parts of the world have got different restrictions. We're just starting to come out of all the restrictions here in the UK, but I know you're still, well, as we record, you're still really heavily in restrictions in Australia, aren't you? And um, in some in some states, restrictions. yeah, in some states, yes. But no, I think what I would say to that is, yes, it's a good idea to check organisations, but some mums might not know what the organisations are. So I would say look up baby massage on check um, check baby massage on Google and see and see what organisations come up, and then sort of see what, if you can find anybody that's qualified in your particular area, or if you see if you look up Google baby massage. For me, if I was looking for baby massage in my area, I'd look up baby massage Bernie or baby massage Tasmania, and there would probably be quite a few people that would come up. Then I would contact those people and I would say, right, you know, what what qualifications do you have? Can you can you prove what you've got and what you know? I think is what I'd recommend there because a lot of mums might not know the organisations. I mean, I've mentioned to Baby and Beyond, but uh, I mean that that's the British British one, um, and there are a lot of companies in Australia as well. So I would just say key in baby massage and find out what you can find from there by because you'd have a drop down of people coming. Does that make sense, what I've just said? You probably cer- have to cut. It certainly does. I mean, the only other thing I'd probably say is I know I did baby massage through my children's centre. Um, so in the UK, mm-hmm. we have children's centres. Um, they yes, used to be yeah. called Sure Start. They're not anymore. Um, and they do have... Um, the, some some will provide it and some will just be able to help you find those resources yes, if you've yes, not got yeah. access to them yourself. Um, so, and a lot of, there will be some services that will cross recommend as well. So if you go to one service, they they will they may be able to help you find a local baby massage mm-hmm. group. So just asking is another really good way, isn't yes, it? Asking yeah. your community, whether that be, somebody who's helped you in your parenting or whether it be your where you live your local facebook group or whatever like that or even talking to your midwife 
when you're when yeah. your baby's born, talking to your midwife and talking to the maternity staff who are supporting you. Because a lot of a lot of uh, massage, I don't know if they do it in the UK, but a lot of um, trained massage ma baby massage people go to midwives to give them to give them their details so that they can pass it on to other people. So speaking to your midwife, speaking to your doula, speaking to other parents, if you if you want to, you know, find out more about baby massage, particularly talking to your midwife, because your midwife might say to you. Oh, have you, you know, have you have you heard of baby massage? Here's somebody you can contact, or or the doula might say the same thing to you because some parents might not have heard of it. So talking to your start your midwives and the people who, you know, the maternity wards is a good idea as well. Is there anybody who shouldn't do baby massage? That's a good question. I, I, I guess if they're not qualified is one, but also I guess if they're um, a child who's doing it on their baby without being supervised by the mum who's been trained to do it. Um, and anybody who, I don't know, I don't want to say if anybody has got a disability because just because you've got a disability doesn't mean that you can't, you can't massage your baby. That's I, I, yeah. That I, that's a good question. I'm not sure. I I'm not sure of the answer to that one. No, I I guess the other thing is, does everybody get on with with it? So do all babies like it? No, some babies don't. <laughs> and I think that's respect. That's that's going that's going on to the respect issue. If you're massaging your baby and they're crying, and they're upset don't massage them because they may not like it. They may not, they may be crying because they don't want you to massage them. They may be crying because they're uncomfortable or they may be crying because they're stressed because you're massaging them and touching them. So they may not, they may not want it. So in that respect, I would say don't massage. I think that, that, that kind of goes to one of the, the kind of anecdotal stories <coughs> we get quite a lot about people who've gone to mainly pre-pandemic, um, but we'll go, uh, we're going to the like a four week baby massage course or something like that and inevitably the baby would get like especially because they were quite little babies because that's when people feel like they need to go when their babies are tiny and mm -hmm. they do be do like five or ten minutes and then the baby didn't want anymore and they'd be like it wasn't yes. going anymore and but yes. I think there's there's something to be said about kind of normalizing that behavior firstly in that a, a newborn baby cannot cope with anything for more than about, say five, 10 minutes. Yeah, I was anyway. gonna, yes. But also the fact that just because you're not practicing it live there with the person and your your baby is maybe feeding while you're watching, you're still learning that information that yes. will carry on being useful later down the line. And it's not, you don't, with baby classes, all baby classes that are especially under six months, you are not going to get a full half hour of baby's entertainment. Mm. No, because babies, yeah, that, I agree with you, it doesn't. So, yeah, and it, it's interesting you have that point because I would use, but you'd know from your classes about the quiet alert state. Have you, have you heard of, you know, the quiet yes. alert state is the best 
time to actually massage your baby because that's when they've just woken up and they're just beginning to be assertive and want and want your attention and if you miss that if you miss that stage well they might they might be get sleepy or and also to do it when not to do it when they're overtired and it's that you say to do to make sure it's always baby led and yeah. i mean a, a small baby don't expect when you come to a baby massage class that your baby's going to be you're going to be able to do a full body massage in in the time because you're not I mean, a baby, you might just be able to do the legs, you might just be able to do the feet, and then the baby's had enough. And that's perfectly, that's perfectly fine to feel that way and to do that. And not it's important not to push through because I, I once had a class where, where the mother, the baby was crying and the mother just continued to massage. And I just sort of quietly said to the mother, look, you don't have to continue to massage your baby when they're crying because they, they may be telling you, you don't want to, oh, she said, I don't want to miss out on anything. And I said, that, that's okay. I've got a doll. I've got a spare doll that you can use. Let your baby, let your baby have a rest or put your baby on the side, give them something to play with and just massage it on the doll because you're still, you're still learning the process, but you're also respecting your baby and you're not overstimulating your baby. Yeah, and I think that's the key, isn't it? It's getting that balance between you feeling like you're learning, the baby getting mm. an experience, and it can be really overwhelming as a parent to a yes. newborn. And you think this, you think that there can be an element of you think this is going to be, especially parents who've got babies who've been um, diagnosed as colic. And I'm sure at some point I'll do a colic episode because it's one of my bugbears. Um, they've been diagnosed with this, this wondrous, wondrous colic and they come thinking, everybody said, oh, baby massage will help, baby massage will help. And then they come and they can only do two minutes of the class because the baby is crying. <laughs> and then mm -hmm. they, and, and they feel like they're disrupting the rest of the class. And, and that's what a baby infant, an, in, an, an infant massage class is always going to have that because as somebody who lives- Babies are babies. Babies, babies are babies, yes. let them be babies. Um, yes that's right and it's just like i'm going to use a food analogy but if there was a food that you were forced to eat when you were unhappy you will always associate it with that and mm. it's the same with massage so if you want to be able to use massage as a calming technique later in life if you force a baby to be massaged when they don't want to be yes they're it's going not to start to build an association that yes, they don't have control yes. And mm, that's a very good point. If you, have, if you have children who have particularly strong um, autonomy response, that can be that can be the end. So it's it's about that connection, that relationship that you mentioned right mm. at the start. That is the key to it all. It, yes, you need to be able to know the strokes. Yes, you need to be able to know the techniques. But if you, even if the only technique you learn is how to stroke their back. That is yes. that is going to be better for them in the right mm -hmm. in, in the right connection and the right relationship than you doing every single technique on them. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you entirely. Because as I said, if they're crying, you can always lie them down and, and do it and watch because you learn so much by watching you I mean the baby's not gonna miss out on that experience if you if you don't massage them 
and you're not going to miss out on the experience because you can breastfeed or give them a bottle and or if they're tired just put them in their cot or pram and just give them a rock while you're watching what the other what the other people are doing and I think that's really important in a class is to sort of say at the very beginning it's it is baby led if your baby's upset or crying or doesn't want to be massaged just chill out and deal and look after your baby rather than thinking oh god I've got to get through this class I've got to learn this class I've paid for this class because yes you paid for it but you as well isn't it oh yeah of course it is yeah of course it is but I just yeah I just put that in there because I you know some mothers might sort of think oh I've paid for this I've got to and if I do classes on zoom now because of because of the pandemic and stuff and I'd say that to the mothers then I mean you know, if you need to do anything, you can still sit and watch and you can still sit and learn. And I'd give them the techniques after I, I give them everything as they go along. You know, I give them all the strokes that we've done. And then the next session, I always um, go back on what we've done before we learn new strokes and get mums to ask questions and stuff. So that if they don't, you know, if they're not in a space to to learn it the first time, they can practice at home when they when they want to. They don't have to do it all at once. Exactly. So. So any last tips for parents who are looking at maybe for some of the parents who maybe have slightly older children, so not necessarily the the, the teeny tiny babies, but slightly older children that they maybe they maybe missed out on on baby massage, and and they're like, oh, I wish I'd done that. They're, they're, like we said at the start, there isn't an age. Like you can yeah. keep massaging through the ages. So, have you got any tips for people who maybe want to to massage a toddler or a slightly older child? I love. I guess because I come from a childcare background, I love stories and I love telling kids and babies, you know, toddlers, uh, toddlers particularly that we're talking about stories. So, I mean. They can lie on their tummy or if they're, if they're going to sleep or whatever, they, you want to get them to sleep and they're lying on the tummy, you can give them a little massage on their back and tell them a story. You can make it fun. You can sort of, I, I'm just giving you an example here. I mean, you probably know a lot of them. You can make it like the winds, you know, the, or the weather, how, how the weather was today. You can make it windy, stormy or calm or sunny or whatever you want to do. You can tell them a story about the, about the weather or you can even tell them a story about the gingerbread man and just sort of make it up as you go along and move your hands on your back and we'll make, it, make a pizza, for instance, and ask them, all right, what would you like on your pizza? Usually like some pineapple and just do little little taps on gentle taps on the back while you're putting the um, pineapple on. And when they're putting the cheese on, you sort of give the back a rub. So things like that, I think, are very good. And I guess that's because I come from a childcare background. So that's why I sort of added the stories in. And it's something down the track that I'd actually like to do more of. Encouraging parents to do things like that with their with their um, older with their older kids. Because yeah, we I do, mean, we I do focus, pizza time. <laughs> yeah I love pizza, pizza. yeah there's so many fun. there's so many different things you can do I mean you do tell you know the weather as I said and the gingerbread man you can make that up as you're going along um, I, I'm sure there are other other rhymes that I can't oh and, and even just round and round the garden I mean but maybe they that's when they're a bit older they might not like that one but you can you can make it up as you go along it doesn't have to be yeah so I think those are the, those are the main tips I'd give there. 
I think for me, one of the other things I I found as um, as Benjamin's gotten older is the the reciprocation as well. So like you yes, said, round around the garden, one of the beautiful things about that is you do it on them when they're small. And then as they get bigger, they want to do it to you. And that connection yes. becomes two way. Yes. So you're getting that serve and return. Yeah, that's so good, yeah. vital to their brain development. Um, yes. So if, if you're doing things like pizzas or the win, if you're doing it at bedtime, you probably don't want to do it like that. But if you're doing it in the middle of the day, they do it to you as well. And yes. I mean, it, it is not a relaxing massage like you would have if you went and had a masseuse massaging. No, body. no. Um, especially if they're quite heavy-handed children. But it's a fun experience and it's a bonding experience. Yes, exactly. And and I... that's, that's what baby massage is about more than anything, especially as they get bigger. You can use it for more medicinal purposes as well. But I think at the root, it's about that connection. And about that bonding. And if you start, yes. And I'd go back to what you said at the beginning. It's also about that autonomy as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so that when they're older, it gives it gives them more. I mean, they can tell you what they want. They might not want round and round a garden. They might want you to make a pizza or they they might just want you to give their back a rub because they're tired and they want to go to sleep. They might just want you to give their back a rub and you can just gently rub their back. And yeah, so I think I think what you said I said there is very valid too. Well, I have thoroughly loved talking to you, Helen. Um, can you just give us a quick idea of how we can get hold of you if we want to follow you anywhere on social media? Do you have a web page? We'll put all of the, these in the show notes so you don't have to try and whiz them down on your phone while, while Helen's talking. But if you uh, could share how we can find out more about you. I have, I have a web page called um, mybabymassage.net www.mybabymassage.net. I also have just started um, an Instagram page, which I'm still learning Instagram, but my Instagram page is Baby Massage Helen. And I also, if you go to my um, mybabymassage.net forward slash be carried, you will also find lots of information and free, free resources that you can get about baby massage. I've actually got a, um, a video, a free, an introduction video about baby massage. So you can find out all about that. And I've got a tummy time routine. And I think there's one on colic as well, basic, a basic um, colic one as well. So yeah, you can find me there. So that's mybabymassage.net forward slash be carried. And you can also look at my website. Awesome. Thank you very much for your time. And um, as we're recording, it's early morning for me and it's late in the day for you. So have a good it's evening. With this. Nine, nine o'clock for me, nine, nine o'clock yeah. in the evening, but that's fine. So, so I always love evening. talking. I will do. And thank you for your time too, Kate. I've really enjoyed being on here. It's been thank great you. talking to you as well. So that was Helen, and it was such a pleasure to talk to Helen. As I say, you'll be able to find all of the details about either working with either Helen or myself down in the show notes. And I absolutely love hearing from my my listeners about what you liked and how this has helped you 
or if you've used any of these techniques yourself in the past. So do stay in touch with me. Check out my latest workshops, which I've just released over on the website in the last um, week. So there's loads of new workshops coming up from sleep, which I know is a great topic, to eating for both babies and for toddlers so we we've got weaning workshops coming up which is in a, in a couple of weeks which is going to be great fun so check out the website for all the details about that don't forget to like the podcast wherever you listen and we'll see you next week bye